0: On a cold day like today, summer seems like a long time ago. But I can still remember one of the main chores of summer that I despise. I love having fresh corn from the farmer's market, but separating all the silk from the kernels that we eat is such a process. And then two years ago, I actually took on the task of Baking a cherry pie from scratch for the first and maybe only time in my entire life. It took about six hours. I had to get a special tool to separate the, or to, you know, pop the pits out of the, the flesh of the cherry and, of course, make the, the pie crust and all that. I ended up just covered with cherry juice all over my hands. The task of separating the parts of the food that we eat from the parts of the food that we don't eat, is one of the most basic but challenging things that we do. And we heard two Sundays ago or two weeks ago that John the Baptist was looking for a Messiah who could do that meticulous, painful, arduous work with human beings. And his image for that is separating the wheat from the chaff. Now in Matthew's gospel, we see this image a lot, that, that this is an expectation of what will happen at the end of the age, that there will be this division of, or separation of good fish from bad, um, or division of wheat from chaff, which is the very image that John the Baptist himself uses. And also that there would be some separation of weeds from wheat. Right, There's an image in Matthew's gospel of a field where those things grow so entangled, it's impossible to separate the good from the bad. Only a Messiah could do such a thing. Well, in today's gospel, we get to find out whether Jesus meets this expectation of John's. So we were left two weeks ago with this proclamation from John the Baptist that the Messiah would be the one who would gather his wheat into his barns and burn the chaff with unquenchable fire. That's the image we get. And now today, Jesus is here, and John wants to know, is Jesus the one I was talking about? So he sends the messengers to see Jesus and ask: are you the one, are you the one who will fulfill this expectation that we have of you? And notice what Jesus' answer is. Actually, notice what Jesus' answer isn't, right? It isn't, yeah, I'm the guy, wheat, chaff, I'll tell you who's who, we're, we're just about done here, everybody, right? Instead, he says, now I'm going to miss some things on my list, right? It's like the seven dwarves. I always miss one. So, you know, the, the dead are raised, the lepers are cleansed, the poor have good news preached to them, the lame walk, the deaf hear, all those things, right? That's Jesus' response. Go and tell John what you see right? Is that a yes or a no to John's question? I'm not completely sure. But Jesus answers John's question with, here's who I am. Do I meet your expectations or not? And if I don't, is there something about your expectations that you might want to revisit? Now, even in those words, Jesus is expressing a kind of fulfillment of prophecy. All of those things on my list, right? All of those, not all of those, many of those echo prophecies from Isaiah. But the one about the lepers being cleansed and the dead being raised, that's actually not in there, right? So I think what Jesus is showing us his messianic leadership is, is to fulfill expectations to some degree but more importantly, to exceed and transform them. We're sitting here in a season full of expectations for what Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed will be like. Some of those expectations include judgment, a separation of righteousness from unrighteousness. Some of them are deeds of healing. Some of those expectations are good news for the poor. Some of those expectations are for new life. And we're sitting with all of them today. There's one more thing that Jesus does in this gospel. Is instead of going on and on about himself, he starts talking about John the Baptist. The one who asked the question. Right? And what he does with the crowds is he kind of you know, riles them up with a series of questions. Because what he really answers is not who I am but who John the Baptist is. So he says, you know, if you're going out in the wilderness looking for John the Baptist, did you expect to see you know, just a, a weed shaking in the wind? No, you didn't go to the wilderness just to see you know, some, some shrubbery that can deal with harsh climates, no. He says, did you go to find someone in a soft robe? No, they didn't. Uh, and he says, did you go to see a prophet? And I think that's the right answer. You go in the wilderness to see a prophet, right? Not to look at the scenery, right? according to, according to this, the way Jesus is talking here. And so he says, yes, John the Baptist is a prophet. He's the one to whom this prophecy from Isaiah refers. So Jesus, when asked by John the Baptist whether he's the Messiah Jesus expects, Jesus leaves it somewhat open. He answers the question with who he is, not defined by John's expectations, but who who he is, what his ministry is. And then in turn, he affirms who John is. John is a prophet. So as we sit with these expectations we have for Jesus, I hope we feel Jesus also turning back to us and affirming who we are. Not just that he meets our expectations, but that we have ministries to offer to him, to this world, to prepare for his coming, and to show his presence. May we also hear those voices, those words, affirming our own identities in Christ. Amen. Amen.